I think day. all three of us know the answer to that. <laughs> they would. <laughs> they probably would. Well, they probably would. I don't. I wouldn't. I didn't realize Dave was getting paid that much. I wouldn't leave Columbus for what is, A&M. Do we know much about Ryan? I, I feel like I don't know much about him. Uh, he's only 54, 56 and six in six years at Ohio State. My simple math's correct. That's a nine hundred winning percentage. It's pretty good. Ant makes a good point. I can't beat Michigan, so I'm going to go to the SEC. I don't buy that logic. It's a fair point. Mm, Work for Brett Bielema. The problem can't is it win, didn't work for can't win, Exactly. I can't win at Wisconsin, so I'm going to go call the Hogs. It, it, it's an interesting topic. There, there's no doubt about it. I, I just I, – I talk so much about how – you know, I say I. We talk so much about NIL and the negativity and players leaving and transfer portal. You know what really intrigues me is when a big-name coach is like – like a Brian Kelly's like, you know what? Tired of going nine and three at Notre Dame, I'm gonna go nine and three at LSU, and it makes tapes mad because he's got LSU winning the West and winning the SEC. But you kind of get what I'm saying. And when we say he's got him, he's got three to four dollars on it. Yeah, you know, of course. And here's another thing: Billy Napier. I think last year he went six and six, loses his bowl game by like sixty-seven points to Oregon State. At the time, I don't think we all realized how good Oregon State was. Comes back to Florida. He brings in Graham Mertz. Yeah, Graham Mertz. If you remember anything about Graham Mertz, he was the first quarterback to really embrace NIL. Like, Graham Mertz is selling some merch. I think he's got a little overstock.com back in his merch. house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a little overstock.com now, though. Hadn't been able to sell it. Brings Graham Mertz in. Florida gets off to a good start. They beat a bad Tennessee team. Hey, listen, if, if Tennessee's in the top 25 of the college. Feel, I feel like fool's goal. I mean, is this Tennessee any, any good any either? Probably not. That's what I'm saying. Tennessee's not good. So, if Billy Napier gets run out of town, two years. Wait, oh, two years is too short. Listen, if the program's going backwards, I don't know if you can really argue it. Some level. But who's a candidate <laughs> in Florida? You're not talking to Shane Beamer. Are you calling up? Florida's a tough job. It's a good job, though. They won some natties. They have. How about Mike Stoops? I, I could see Florida looking in the league. Eric they've, got, they've got enough cachet, name cachet. They can go. Uh, th- that's a good point. They'll call Jack Del Rio. Didn't they have his son at quarterback a few years back? Del Rio's He's a fight-on guy, though. I know, Does Tebow still... ever come back and cook? Oh, well, no, he can't because his hair would get messed up on the sideline. Does Tebow wear a visor? <laughs> if he come, if, Do they have a visor big if enough If he did, he'd look like Josh McDaniels. <laughs> he sure Wouldn't would. he? Would Florida hire Josh McDaniels? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Josh McDaniels wouldn't hire himself at this point. If I'm Florida, I call Herb. Yeah, Herb's coming not back. Even, not you even better kidding. get ready. Hangman hey hey says Jeff Trailer's leaving UTSA to College Station. He interviewed, right? I feel, like the, I feel like that'd be the smart hire. be the right hire. Would it? I, I, I think so. I, would, I, they, would he generate enough excitement? I think the Texas high school legacy that yeah. he brings is huge. And that matters in that state. They love high school football. They love to go play at Jerry's World and 
then now they got one of their own leading their favorite program in the state. Like, boy, if you need to go play for the Aggies, Coach Jeff's over there. Like, you kind of get what, what they got. They got yeah. A&M's got to call Aaron Glenn and and yeah. I guess you could even call Dan Campbell. Hey, they called Dan. He said he's you out. Call, you called Dan asking for Aaron. Well, while I got you on the phone, Dan, are you interested by yeah. any chance? Well, hell, they'll pro- if you hire Jeff Trailer, I'm sure Frank Harris will get his 19th year of eligibility and come play quarterback in College Station. Good for because Jeff Trailer. Because why man. not? Oh, Jeff Trailer, let me tell you what he likes. He went from being lock likes of the winning. year to He likes seeing that going. red, white, and blue across from that's for sure. All right, that's all we got for today. Thanks for listening to the Sports Company we got Bleed Tech Blue Radio on tap coming up at 6 o'clock. Uh, i got Matt Bellington, Rustin Daily Leader, joining us at 6.30 to recap this dog's football season. Also talk a little Dunkin' Dog Lady Texter basketball as well. Been a fun show today on the Sports Company. Sean and Nick will be back tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock from the Thomas Assembly Center. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. That that has gone from the you know the outside is is kind of reading between the lines, reading the tea leaves, and trying to determine what's going on. In this case, it's an investigation of your program, something internally. You've already fired a member of your staff. You fired two members of your staff, including uh, our guy with his manifesto, Mr. Stallions, uh, and and so it's it's not noise at that point, at least from where I sit. As, as we, we look at Jim Harbaugh, and you can try to dismiss it, and that's, you know, good coach speak of togetherness and locker room and whatever else, you know, the old us against everybody mentality. But let's not get it twisted. To get the rest of what Jason Smith and Mike Harmon said, podcast it by searching The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And as always, you can hear The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. This show is different. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Megan say, Megan say, ah! Ladies and gentlemen. I don't think you can undersell how impressed I am with the Broncos story, even though I still don't think the Broncos story ends up in, um, I still don't think it ends up in the playoffs. Right? Remember, they lost to the Jets with South Wilkinson's quarterback. They gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. They lost to the Commanders. They lost to the Raiders before the coaching change was made. They lost to the dregs, the dregs of the lead. league. Only team they beat was the Bears, who are bad. And now they turn around and win four in a row. Look, it's not out of the realm of possibility to make the playoffs. But the, the point is that here you have the Broncos, who were left for dead by everybody. Right, raise your hand if you left the Broncos. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> ben, ben Maller, the big dog. I am the greatest effing clown. Ben Maller, the man with all the answers. And anyone who says otherwise is an absolute idiot. Ben Maller, the after-hours specialist. This is the definition of stepping into it. It's the Ben Maller Show. So I've got three stooges, Alanis Morissette, and Jersey Mike. Like- Weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Kaboom! FS1. Call your friends and ask how they do it. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. Boom. Trust your eyes. FS1. Accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. B.C. Beckage, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. You can get us on the hotline or the text line. It's 888-993-7762. State's giving week, but we don't take weeks off around here. We straight grind. You didn't give me Halloween off. Actually, you did. Yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> no, I just took it. Yeah, you're right. You took this last Unpaid weekend leave. off, too. Took the last weekend off. Uh, so you got a big buck. Yeah, yeah. had nice a little success. In Hope you had a hunting license. Did. I did. Sure did. Did everything legal. Feels good. Okay. Feels good. Always do. Uh, you missed a game on Saturday. Yeah. Whew. Uh, actually, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the score. I tuned in for a little bit. Okay. You only had to watch five, six minutes before you kind of knew what was happening. Big assumption. Jacksonville State wanted to play, and we didn't. Fair enough. Uh, they got off the bus. We didn't. Louisiana Tech finishes their 2023 football season at 3-9 and nine overall. 2-6 and six in Conference USA play after a 56-17 defeat at Jacksonville State. Did you pick Tech Saturday. to win? You did, didn't I you? said we'd lose 31-29. Oh, that's real sweet of you. Tabes, did you pick him to win? Close, but no cigar. Me and Taves are the only real ones, and I said we'd get hammered. Yeah, but I don't think you were close. I uh, think you said 35-17. I got the 17 right, didn't I? Yeah, smart guy. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different angles that we have to approach throughout this Tuesday evening. We get 6.30, we got Matt Bellinson, Rustin Daly Leader, joining us. Oh. Uh, he was out today at the Thomas Assembly Center for Louisiana Tech. And Southern Utah, of course, Dunkin' Dogs win that game by 14. Hey, uh, Vegas hey. spread was 13 and a half. Good teams win, great teams cover. You ain't lying. Attaboy, dogs. How about them? That's a dunk in my book for the Dunkin' Dogs. Yeah. There you go. Um, so we'll talk a little basketball with Matt Bellinson. We'll also recap the 2023 football season, kind of get his thoughts on that. So where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about the game? Do we want to talk about, obviously, there's been some assistant coaches that have been let go from the program. Let's go, let's go and, uh, you know, let's 
You know, date chronological order. Yeah, chronological order. That's what I was looking for. Okay. Going back to Saturday. Tech falls 56-17. You mentioned it. Didn't really look like Tech had a whole lot of interest in being there. And listen, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. I said when Tech fell to 3-7 and seven against Liberty, one of the toughest jobs as a coach is to continue to get your team up when you quote-unquote don't have a whole lot to play for. Sonny Cumbie said prior to the game against Jacksonville State it would be a very revealing week for our football program. And like you said, you could watch five or six minutes of that game, the first five or six minutes, and you could kind of understand the direction that the game was headed. And if you stayed throughout the duration of 60 minutes... You saw a Conference USA record 522 yards rushing for the Gamecocks. Now, this this is the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, not South Carolina. Who, uh, not to mention a few years ago, we, we almost beat. Yes. Just a few short years ago. 2017. Malik Jackson, ULM transfer, goes for a buck 93 on nine carries. That's 21.4 yards a carry for those uh, keeping the stats at home. Zion Webb, Beck, and you might agree or disagree with this. I don't know. Zion Webb, the quarterback, has 122 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. Did you see him try to throw the football? Not much. Uh, you know why? He couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Just nothing. Awful. But they're winning. Single-handedly... Go back to the first game of the year. Grayson James, he threw for four yards. Yeah. This guy was immensely worse. Really? Awful. Like, a couple of times I was like, is this guy left-handed and he's throwing (laughs) right-handed? Like, that's how inaccurate he was. He he missed a lot of open guys. But he can run. He can tote the rock a little bit. Anwar Lewis, third running back, or third Game cut ball carrier for over 100 yards. Yeah, I had three of them. Yeah. Uh, Ron Wiggins got in on the party as well. 33 yards and a touchdown. So all in all, that, listen, there there were some positive things in the game. Like, shout out to Smoke Harris. Becomes the second Bulldog all time to eclipse yep. 300 catches. Congrats. That's awesome. Uh, Hank Bogmeyer was okay. He finishes 24-37 and buck 98 at a touchdown and a pick. I thought he missed some throws. He'd probably tell you that. Wasn't a great performance offensively. He only had 269 total yards. All in all, the best way to describe this game is you got your tail kicked. You mentioned it being tough when you have nothing to play for. It is. to get. It is. And... and on paper, this this is just I'm not even we won't even talk about tech in Jacksonville State. Like on paper, this is an extremely it's just easy to it's easy to read it. It's Jacksonville State coming up from FCS, having a lot to prove. They can't they can't compete for uh, a conference championship, right? Yes, correct. But they can go to a bowl game? No. They can't go to a bowl well, game either. They can go to a bowl game. But they game, have to be invited. There's yes, a, there's gotta be not enough eligible right. teams. Okay, so basically they can't go to a bowl game on a normal year. Um but this is their first year in FBS. Like they're trying to prove themselves, and and they've already had they were eight had eight wins or seven. They had seven, seven wins, got to eight. Got to eight. Uh, they're trying. I mean, that's this is a big game for them, and it's the last game of their home game of the season. Um, it was senior they, day. It was senior day. Like they had stuff to play for, and not to mention they're just playing really well in general. 
Um, and, and as you know, winning cures all. You have momentum. You believe in yourself. And then on the flip side, Tech was basically the complete opposite. Had pretty high expectations. Have been pretty terrible. Have three wins. Third year in a row to have three wins. It's just on paper that it wasn't hard to see. Like, it was not going to be pretty. And that's what I said. felt like it was coming. Yeah, and, and, and I I just am assuming uh, offense, offensive players – it's easier and, to hide. It's easier, and, and they and they and I don't know if "hide's" the right word, but you you know what I'm saying. And it, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a ball carrier. You get the ball like you can still like you're playing for you a little bit. Yeah. You are playing for the team now. Defense is is a little more well, whole de- unit situation. Yeah, and defensively, there can be more business decisions that show up more than an offensive business decision. I, those dudes on deep defensive players are tough because it, it hurts yeah. to hit. And it hurts to to throw your body around the field. And it's coming off of two three weeks ago you gave up six hundred yards of uh, offense to the other team. Last week you gave up five hundred. This week you gave up I don't even know Another if we can count that high. Like it's just, it was not hard to look at this and say, Man, there's a team that wants it way more than this team, and there's a team that's really struggling on defense. And, and that happens to be the team that is playing for nothing. And that happens to be the team we pull for. That happens to be the team that we're homers. And I'm not this is you you plug in any three and seven team and any seven and three you team. You get that type of result. And you're gonna probably get the same result. Like So this is not I'm not even knocking tech right now. I'll get to that. But I'm just saying it's just anybody that thought that game was gonna go any differently, and it's an incredibly tough job for a coach to get like you said earlier, to get your guys hyped up for this game and to believe it, but it's one thing if you've been a bad football team for a while and you don't have high expectations, but when you have pretty high expectations and you got a couple of homers picking you to win seven and eight games, yeah, and then you're you're at three games, lost a bunch of games you shouldn't have lost, like the, morale is down, vibes are down. Well, and you mentioned too when you got to that three and seven mark after the Liberty game. You had Sam Houston State and you had Jacksonville State. Like you said, like we can sit here and we can come in here and we can say, Sam Houston State, they've lost four games by one score. We can sit here and say, Jacksonville State, they're transitioning from FCS. We should beat them. We can sit here and we can tell you all that. Like, you know that. Like, at the end of the day, Louisiana Tech, the roster that they had, has more talent on the football field than Sam Houston State and they have more talent on the football field than Jacksonville State. And you look at the results of the last two games, you lose by 15, and you lose by 39. And all in all, in the final three games of the year, you lost by 27 points a game. And like you just said, we come in here, we talk about expectations, you should win seven games, you should win eight games. You got Hank Bachmeyer, you got Smoke Harris, you got Tyreek Shelton, you got Cyrus Allen, you got Kyle Maxwell, you got Marquise Crosby, you got Charvis Thornton, like you got talent. Defensively, you have some good players. But you lose by 27 in the last three games of the year. What was our five game losing streak in the year? Six. Six. I mean, fourth longest losing streak in the nation currently. Obviously, you won't be able to make that right until the opener next year. But, and I, I said this on the post-game show, Beck. Like, I, I come in, and we speak with so much passion. 
because we care. Like, because we care. Like, I could easily go down. I could. Here, here, hold on a sec. If I came in here on a Tuesday night and I said, all right, Louisiana Tech's first drive, three plays, negative four yards, or four yards. Took a minute and 45 before they had to punt. Jacksonville State responded with a two-play drive, 70 yards, touchdown. Louisiana Tech took the ensuing kickoff for a touchback. The Bulldogs then went three plays, one yard, before they punted. Jacksonville State then caught the punt, went four plays, 14 yards, and then they punted. We could do that if you want. Like, we could do that. Now, I don't know who'd be listening I'd probably listen to myself talk. I know Taves don't listen to me anyways. Don't blame him. But we come in here week after week with passion because we love this place. We love this school, regardless of sport. We talked about the bowling team. They had a good weekend. Always do. Always do. Top ten in the country. Shout out. But it's like I said in the postgame show. Like it almost leaves you speechless. And Sonny Cumbie said after the game, he said it's embarrassing. He said it falls on him as a head coach. And at the end of the day, it ultimately does. But I came in here during the Skip Holtz era, time after time, and what did I say? Beck, the players have to execute. The players have to do this. The players have to do that. When you call a five-yard out route, they got to catch the football. And you were like, well, Ben, Jamar's throwing it 982 miles an hour at the guy. It's hard to catch. I've grown up, haven't I? (laughs) Yes, and like now, we sit here and we're like, hey, you can't have 12 men on the field. Hey, you can't have a false start on third and two. Hey, you can't jump offside on fourth and two. Like, that's what we do because guess what? That's why you lost. And I can't even come in here after the Jacksonville State game and tell you any of that because it, quite frankly, didn't matter. Quite frankly... Somebody wanted it more than you wanted it. And I don't know. Maybe that falls on me. Maybe it's my fault. I mean, is that a fair point? Could be. I just, it's just, and I'm not trying to be super negative, but it's just been a, man, it's been a bad two months around here. Yeah, it was six That's, straight losses. There's been, yeah, six, frustrating. Six straight losses. Well, you can go further than two months. You can say it's been a bad three years. You could. I mean, you go we got all, the stats to back it up. You go all the way back to 2020. Tech's nine and 29 in their last 38 football games. Three of those nine wins have come against Division Two opponents. Like, you want to know why we're frustrated? Come on, not hard to explain. All right, we come back for the break. Spend some changes to the staff. We'll break it down. You're listening to the Bleed Tech Blue Radio back right to this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. 
Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. It's bow time. Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. How about them dogs? Head coach Sonny Cumbie and company play six home games at the Joe this season, starting with a week zero matchup against FIU on August 26th. Season tickets are on sale now. Don't miss the high-flying action in Ruston. Call 318-257-3631 or go to latexsports.com backslash tickets today. Bark away, Bulldog fans. It's almost go time at the Joe. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Matt Cage, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. You can get us 888-993-7762. Had to step out during the break. Give me a little water. You all right? It's that time of year. Are you back? Uh, I'm back. You've taken a few weeks off. I have. Uh, The emotion's back. The passion's back. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. It's that time of year where we kind of get some colds. You know, sickness. You getting colds? Bruh, I've sneezed like 62 times the last two days. But you know how I know I'm back? I ain't sneezed one time this afternoon. That's funny. You know, sneeze. <laughs> I don't ever feel like sneezing is... is I, don't, I don't sneeze that much. Really? Like, when I start getting sick, it's not... My symptoms not sneezing. I sneeze all the time. Big sneezer. Can't stand it. All right. Shep gets scared when you sneeze? No, because he's probably sneezing too. You know? Hey, okay, so post-game show. Got it Post-game show Saturday night. Yeah. Sad to miss it. I was on the deer stand. It was a little early in the evening. What time did you go on? Four, 4.30. Four, 4.30. Yeah. You know, deer don't show up to about 5, 5.15. Uh-huh. So I put it on the lowest volume and uh, shoved that phone in my ear. You know, I, I listened. You did a good job. Didn't have to do a whole lot, to be honest with you. Had a lot of passionate callers. <laughs> we did. Joey Fresh, shout out. Joey always delivers. I'm going to mention a player by name. And I don't mean to make light of this. But when Joey Fresh says future... When he takes a player, whoever it is, we'll use Cyrus Allen, for example. When he says future... Who'd he say? He said Cyrus Allen, future... I'm trying to remember the school. He said future Mississippi State receiver Cyrus Allen. Which is hilarious. I about lost my coke laughing. Like, just hearing Joey's voice say that is funny to me. Didn't he send somebody out to Arizona State? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sends them all over the place. (laughs) 
He sends them all over the place, and You're, it just cracks He's a transfer agent. Yeah. Joey. <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny. Uh, he better be careful. He'll work himself into a little job there if, he, if he's if he's not, uh, not, careful. not careful. But, hey, this is the reality that, that we're facing. Is in a, in a, You go three and nine a couple years in a row. Uh, and three then, years. Three years. And then, honestly, like, you can't hide what happened to Trey Harris. He transfers to Ole Miss and – Barring a few injuries, has a, a really good year. When he's healthy, he's he's dominating. So you're like, oh, does it going to translate? But he does get injured a lot. Is it going to translate to the? Yeah, it's like if you're a dog, you're a dog. No yeah. matter who you play for. So. Well, I, I think too. You know, you talk about the transfer portal, and obviously we're in that time of season. Transfer portal opens on December the fourth, and it's like, ah, hope this guy doesn't leave. Hope this guy doesn't leave. Like neither do I. Like, hey, hope we're able to keep so and so. Like, yeah, no duh. Like, we want the whole roster to come back because. If the roster doesn't come back, makes it more difficult for 2024. I don't care who it is. You better be passing out some Chick-fil-A gift cards in the in the locker room, something. Just be like, hey, guys, yeah. love to see you back next year. So we get the news. I believe it was Sunday evening. Guy with 247 Sports Reports. Tag defensive coordinator Scott Powers has been fired. We hear Monday morning that Tech quarterback coach Miles Carlock and Tech safety coach, safety's coach Nate Johnson have been let go. It's like, all right. Sonny Cummings making some moves. Obviously, I, I think it's fair to say at this point, you probably expect there would at least be some sort of shakeup. Right, last year, saw some shakeup amongst the coaching staff. Saw some shakeup amongst the roster. I think there's somewhere around 40 new players. Probably see something similar going into 2024. And as far as the players go, it happened. Like, it's college football in 2023. You're going to have a lot of new faces. You're honestly going to lose players if you're winning because you probably got some dogs and other teams want them. And obviously that's why you would want to lose players. Right. Because you are And winning. Skip used to always say that. Like, if I'm not losing coaches to other schools, I'm doing something wrong. That's Good that's point. true. But you're also going to lose them if they got talent and you ain't playing well. Yeah. So, because it turns out dudes want to win. So speaking specifically to the defense, you allow 33 points a game. You rank 119th nationally. Uh, you give up 408, 418 yards. Uh, I think the statistic is in 24 games under Scott Power, you gave up 30 points 16 times. You gave up 400 yards of offense 16 times. Ben. It's not good. Ben. It's not good. It's not good. On the flip side of it, offensively, and listen, there could be more coaching changes to come. We don't know. Don't have any insider info. Not who we are. Maybe. Offensively, from a points-per-game standpoint, this was the lowest points-per-game that Louisiana Tech has scored, or the second lowest, in the last 10 years. So, you only scored 30 points in a game three times out of 12. And what did we come in here saying before the year? Oh, this offense, they're going to score 40 points a game. Big homers here. <laughs> We're going to say 40 points a game. Like, they've got a lot of talent. And listen, the offense has a lot of talent. For whatever reason, it never clicked. You weren't very good on third down. 30%. I think that's the lowest it's been in 10 years. Excluding the COVID year. I didn't count those stats because that year was hell in a handbasket. Mm. You played like one game every 600 days. It's tough. <laughs> I was awful. But I think, unless I'm not calling for coaches to be fired. It's not what I do. 
I don't even know if I've tweeted one time that a coach has been fired. It's not what I do. It's not that that's, doesn't assist the program in promoting the program. It's not who I am. If you want me to report that, then create your own Bleed Tech Blue Plus One Twitter account. <laughs> I'll tell them to follow you. But I, I, I think, you know, offense, defense, spe- had some special teams miscues throughout the year. Gave up a block punt against Jacksonville State. I've, I've talked at nauseum about 12 men on the field against SMU. Offensively, there were certainly times throughout the year, like go back to Sam Houston. You have 524 yards of offense. For five or six drives there, you clicked. For four or five drives against Liberty, you clicked. You hit the long pass against the UTEP. You clicked late against FIU. Like, you did some good things, but a good football program, or I shouldn't say program, a good football team, mm. because each, what do coaches say? Each team has the lifespan of one year. Isn't that what they got? Like, there's just not enough consistency. You only average 3.9 yards a carry on offense as you're rushing the football. Hank Bachmeyer, what did we do? We, I mean, I had drool coming out of my mouth when Hank Bachmeyer got here. Put up one of the best years of his career. Quarterback rating of 140.5. So I'll be interested to see what Sonny Cumbie and his staff do during the offseason. I would imagine, like all coaches, you go back to the drawing board. You evaluate what you're doing on offense. You evaluate what you're doing on defense. You're going to have some new pieces on special teams. Obviously, Jacob Barnes moves on. Jacob Barnes, by the way, best accuracy in Louisiana Tech history for a kicker. I think for a long time, we've kind of taken that for granted. And I think we all expect Buck Buchanan to be an absolute dog because he can kick it a mile. But you're also transitioning. You're going to have a new punt returner. Smoke Harris graduates. It's going to be a different team next year. Well, it's going to be a lot different team. Sonny Cumbie spoke in the pregame. Hank Bachmeyer has a free transfer available. So it, if, God forbid, Hank Bachmeyer doesn't come back, which obviously we all hope that he does, you have question marks as far as who's your quarterback. Is it Jack Turner? Is he ready? We talked about Jack Turner throughout the year. There were some accuracy issues. There were also points in the year where Jack Turner was really good. He played really well against North Texas, bringing you back in that game. Gave you a chance to win. Did some good things in Nebraska. Did some decent things against Middle Tennessee. Is he ready to be a starting quarterback for a team that, quite frankly, back in 2024, you probably need to get to a bowl game. Like, program needs to get back on solid footing from a win-loss perspective. Defensively. Give up 418 yards a game. Give up 34, 33, 34 points a game. Can't happen. You got to get that number down into the mid 20s to give yourself a chance every week. Two of the last three games, you allow 56 points. Probably ultimately why Scott Power was let go. And listen, I, I think too, like, you want to talk, oh, defensive scheme was terrible or offensive scheme is terrible. Whatever you want to say. Defensively, I think it just didn't work out. I don't think that it necessarily means Scott Power's a bad football coach. 
Like he had a lot of success throughout his career. Didn't work out. Maybe personnel, scheme, opponents. Yeah, in Conference USA opponents, they're tough, man. They're tough. Get you. Hey, don't you sell New Mexico State short. <laughs> you, uh, they did win the games. I was thinking today, just like, when's the last time? You know, Tech, since I've been following Tech, I mean, we had Dykes' defense, which just 11 guys out there. They were just out. They weren't doing seriously, much. They seriously. were just out there. Well, two and touch. Yeah. They were just giving the offense a little breather, which they didn't really need it because they scored in a play. And then we had a pretty good defense for a while. Diaco comes in and – Diaco in 2019 is the best defense I've seen at Tech probably since 2011. Do you know where he's at right now? LSU. Yeah, is it, and how crazy well, is that? Well, he actually is coaching the defensive line because the defensive line coach went on like a medical leave or something. So he went to – he went to left us, went to Purdue. Yep. Then went to be UConn's head coach where he was 11 and 26. Not great. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, then he goes to Nebraska. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And now he's at LSU. Yeah, Diaco's been all over the world. I think he spent some time in the XFL, too. Really? Yeah, maybe USFL. I don't know. Interesting guy, that Bob was. Uh, let me tell you something about Bob. Canada? Probably been to Canada, too, Probably tapes. been to Canada. Maybe he was on vacation. I don't know if he was coaching, but I bet he's been there. Uh, let me tell you something about Bob. Interesting guy, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, coaching's, coaching's a... But he can run that 3-4 defense now. He could. You give him a nose tackle. He'll drop eight with the best of them. Good at it, too. All right, let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Matt Bellinson, Rustin Daily Leader, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Every day is game day at the dugout in Rustin. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Rustin at the Rustin Sports Complex. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Rustin. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the week in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show. This is Mark Kramer. Join me as we break down what happened in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind on your home for sports in North Louisiana 97.7.
You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ace, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's jump right to the hotline. Matt Bellington, Rustin Daily Leader. How are you, good sir? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, I want to start. I saw you were out at the Thomas Assembly Center this afternoon. Of course, Louisiana Tech knocks off Southern Utah 67-53. What were your thoughts after seeing the Dunkin' Dogs for the first time this season? Yeah, like you said, yeah, first time I've seen them in person this year. Um, My biggest takeaway was Daniel Bacho. There's a reason why this this staff fought to get him his eligibility, you know, transferred in here and and come and play right away. I mean, he's just such a force on the defensive end. I mean, there's so many times where, you now granted, it's Southern Utah, so I'm not going to make this grand, you know, declaration right away. But it was just so clear that he's just a, he's just a matchup nightmare. I mean, I don't think anyone is going to be able to truly back him down, and get leverage on him. You know, when they're trying to go to the basket. I mean, it's just clear that he has just brought a force to that defensive unit. You know, Coach Hester talked a lot about last year how. It felt like their first shot defense was something that really kind of held them back. You know, a lot of opponents would, you know, either haul up points and, you know, kind of get some extra chances. And, um, you know, I think Daniel Bacho, just his ability to grab rebounds, block shots, and just kind of get possessions going the other way. I mean, he's he's just a factor that I, I think this team needed. Um, obviously, Will Allen had a pretty solid year last year, but he just needed some size. He needed an anchor in the middle. Um, and then, obviously, Isaiah Crawford, we know what he is. Um, I, I would say so far through four games, he's living up to the, the preseason conference USA player of the year hype for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. They got another big one tomorrow afternoon with a a good McNeese team coming in. But uh, we brought you on. I want to talk a little bit about football. Obviously, uh, Sonny Cumbie's club finishes 3-9 and nine overall, 2-6 and six in conference play, uh, 56-17 loss at Jacksonville State to close out the season this past Saturday. Uh, let, let's go all the way back to the preseason. I, I know we had you on in the middle portion of the year, but – just for all of our listeners that that weren't aware, what were some of your expectations prior to the season for the program? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I did my Tech in Ten uh, preseason predictions video. I think the week of the FIU game, and I had this group going seven and five. I think similar to you guys in your preseason predictions. You know, I think a little bit different than most. You know, I didn't have them immediately contending for the league right away. I thought maybe, you know, depending on how weak or good the conference was. I thought there was maybe an opportunity you could maybe slip into the Conference USA Championship game, but uh, that wasn't what I was predicting. I thought this team would take care of their non-conference schedule, which was looked really easy on paper, and it turned out to be pretty weak um, outside of that SMU game. Um, and I thought this team would be able to kind of contend in Conference USA. You just looked at all the teams that left, um, and I saw Louisiana Tech you know, fight last year in some pretty close games, and I figured with the top end of the league leaving outside of Western Kentucky, you know, I kind of thought the Bulldogs would be able to slide right in pretty easily. And, um, you know, as, as we might talk about here over the next couple of minutes, I mean, just so many things that we thought were going to go right went wrong. I mean, whether to talk about, you know, Brennan and Hank at quarterback. Now, again, I don't think a majority of that is on him. Obviously, he was injured for a couple of games. But just clearly the marriage there did not work out like it was hoped, you know, to be. Um, again, the passing game didn't really become what I thought it was going to be. The defense – I don't think it took a major step back, but it certainly didn't improve, which given how bad you were last year, that, you know, that's a major red flag. So um, I think in the preseason, all I, all I heard was that this roster was improved top to bottom, and you know, record-wise, it turns out pretty much the same. So I think that, 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 that was the most disappointing part, I feel like, for me. Okay. That, I, I'm glad you brought up the improved part. And we had this question on the postgame show on Saturday. 
if you were to pick, I guess it was a unit. We'll say a unit, offensive line, defensive line, you know, running backs, quarterbacks, whatever it might be. If there was a unit that was improved on this football team year over year, uh, where did you see the most growth from? Yeah, it's, it's tough to say given the record, but I, I would say if I had to pick one, um, you know, I would I would probably go the linebacker, you know, yeah. room. I mean, obviously they definitely had some they had some struggles there, and I mean against Jacksonville State there were so many times where it was like where where are guys they're not in the middle of the field we're just going to let these guys run all over us. Um, but I would just say when you look at Jezler Boten, you look at Brevin Randall, um, you, you know Hugh Davis got in there a little bit this year. Um, you know there were some opportunities that I felt like they could have been better, but. You know, I think all the talk in the offseason, it was really centered around that linebacker room. They felt like there was a lot of depth there. They thought they felt like they had some guys that can make plays and kind of shore up, you know, what was a pretty bad run defense already. And, you know, again, they had a pretty poor run defense this year, but I feel like there were times where they were flying sideline to sideline. I mean, I don't, I don't think there were any Tyler Grubbs on this field by any means, but, um, you know, certainly I thought Jez Lord and Brevin had a pretty nice season. You know, they have a chance, you know, to be all conference players potentially, but I would say that's probably the unit that, that stands out the most. I mean, certainly you have to give credit to the offensive line, just given how many injuries yeah. you know were dealt with in that running back room. I mean, you're you're down your number one starter before the before the year begins, and it was kind of a, a rotating cast of characters. You know, for the most part, I thought they did a pretty good job. There were definitely some times in pass protection, in particular when Hank was playing. That you know, certainly has, Hank has to be you know better just in the pocket. But there were times where I mean, just free rushers to Hank, and he doesn't even you know have time to let a play develop, and so. Again, I think just like this team overall, I think there's some good spots, but it's overshadowed by just a collection of of guys underperforming, and I think, frankly, you know, coaches failing to put them in position to succeed. Uh, I want to ask you about Smoke Harris. Obviously, we've seen him, I think he was on the roster going all the way back to 2018, so we've seen him for around six years. Uh, you got an opportunity to cover him for the last couple of years, wraps up his tech career, over 300 catches, uh, you look at all-purpose yards, I think it's like 4,800 yards. Just a tremendous career. Uh, I guess your impressions of Smoke and, and being able to cover him over the last couple of years. Yeah, he's just such a weapon. I mean, I think that's the one word that I'm going to kind of take away from Smoke Harris. Like you mentioned, he's a threat in special teams, you know, whether it be kickoff or punt return. You know, he's a threat in the slot. He's a yards-after-catch type of guy. I mean, you know, I don't know what his NFL future holds, but certainly if I was an NFL team, you know, I would consider drafting him. I, I mean, I think you could just plug him anywhere on offense, just kind of use him as a gadget guy. Or, or, and if not, I mean, guys make a living on special teams. You know, obviously Trent Taylor, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously in the NFL has, you know, hopped around a couple of different places, you know, being a really good special teams threat. So, um, yeah, I, I would say the word weapon comes to mind when I talk about smoke. Um, you know, obviously I know he had that tough moment, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago against New Mexico State where, um, you know, you felt like he maybe could have, you know, gone forward a little bit more, but, um, you know, I, th- I think in general, he's just a guy that he stayed through, you know, in an era of college football, you know, where guys leave all the time. And again, no shade to people that leave. You got to do what you got to do to better yourself and your career. But, um, you know, a guy like Smoke, you know, he, he, he acknowledged that you know, the latter half of his career here, you know, it was not fun most of the time. You know, he acknowledged that there were some ups and downs. But you know, I think you got to give credit to him just as a leader and, you know, just the type of person that he is, that he, he chose to stick, to stick with it and, and try to give this team, you know, some sort of life. And that's, that's kind of what I mentioned on my, you know, Tech and 10 post game was, you know, for as good of a season as he had, and he certainly did, you know, you, you don't want to look, you don't want to look ahead too far, but you went three and nine with Smoke Harris, and he was your best, you know, he was your best offensive player by far. Uh, and so, you know, you, it's just a massive hole that needs to be filled. And again, Cyrus Allen had a solid year. 
Um, but again, they, you know, they play different types of roles on that offense. So I'm going to be really interested to see who can kind of fill just that playmaking role for this team next year for sure. Uh, defensively, we get some news this week. I guess it was Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Uh, Scott Power let go as the defensive coordinator. It kind of floats out, I believe, Monday. Uh, Miles Carlock and Nate Johnson, two defensive backs coach, let go as well. Uh, defensively, uh, you know, a lot of people you put, you know, you you talk to different people and they talk scheme or they talk Jimmy's and Joes or they talk, you know, they, they talk a number of different things as far as why things don't go correctly. Uh, where, where, in your opinion, does this defense really have to improve to take that next step entering 2024? Yeah, it's the same It's the same issue that I feel like this group had last year, which is, I think it's the cruel irony of it all. I think it starts with getting after the passer and just pass rush in general and just disruption behind the line of scrimmage. You know, again, there was so much talk in the preseason about, hey, we got in these new guys. You know, again, Jaden Gray from Iowa State, you know, a couple of different people came in on the defensive line, obviously, uh, you know, there were a couple guys that stood out. You know, I thought Deshaun Hall, you know, ended his career with a, a really nice, you know, season, led this team in sacks. But just in general, I mean, you finished with the exact same amount of sacks that you did last year, and, and you overhauled that unit. You know, obviously, I know Jaden Burnett was out a couple games, and so that definitely takes a bite out of that unit. But, um, I mean, it all starts up front. If you can't disrupt what an offense wants to do at the line of scrimmage, you know, before it develops, I mean, it's clear over the middle of the field, you know, you, you, you had trouble defending the pass, and, in terms of you know, yards allowed as a passing defense, I mean, they were really good this year in general, but I mean, there were times, you know, I mean, against Liberty and Western Kentucky and even Jacksonville State at times where it's like guys are just wide open in the secondary. And so um, I can certainly understand maybe why they wanted to make those moves there. But, you know, I would say in general it has to start up front with getting a disruptor on the pass rush. You know, you look at the, the LaTeX teams that were great and made bowl games, you know, again, you know, rest in peace to Jalen Ferguson, but you know, just a guy like that that just dominates. Like, there's just there, there's not a guy like that. Just you you go on that field and you're like, okay, we need him to make a huge play for us, and he's going to make a big play again. I mentioned Deshaun Hall. I mean, he led the team with three and a half sacks. Like, credit him for leading the team in sacks. You know, it's not a defensive back like it was in 2022, but I mean, three and a half sacks. You know, I don't care what conference you're in. I mean, you're not going to win many games when your leading pass rusher does that. So. Um, I think they have to find real difference makers up front. And again, whether that be, you know, guys that are already in this program or guys that they're going to have to bring in from the transfer portal again. Um, I think until they get disruption up front, I don't really think anything else matters. Yeah, I, I, That's I would, a good point. It's yeah. been a long time since we've had a dominant. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned Jalen Ferguson. I think you got to go back to 2018. And we talked a little. Before, was Milton before him or after him? He was 2020. So, yeah, Milton Williams was really good. And he was more of an interior guy. But you, you got to have that guy off the edge that can truly change games in passing situations. And so uh, that's a really good point defensively. And that's probably what this defensive unit has missed because. You know, even going back to 2021, and that defense wasn't very good, but when they were at their best, it was, you know, Levi Bell, Ben Bell, some of those guys rushing the passer and creating that havoc. So, last question, I'll let you get out of here. Uh, obviously, three and nine, third straight year for Louisiana Tech, uh, two and six in conference, which I don't think anybody uh, would sit here and argue as far as, you know, that was a, a step forward program wise. Uh, for this team to, to take steps forward, you, you look ahead to the schedule next year. Uh, you got Arkansas, you got Tulsa, uh, you got some other challenging games. I think NC State's on the schedule as well. Uh, for this team to get to five or six wins, uh, we talked about the defense. Where, where do you think they got to get better offensively? 
Yeah, I think it's having a clear identity, number one overall. I mean, yeah, I think when we were on a couple of weeks ago, I mean, we talked about how this doesn't really feel like an air raid offense. And I think, I think Sonny Cumbie and his offensive stack have to take a real hard look at what they're developing, what they're running as an offensive staff um, in this offseason and, and next season going forward. You know, whether or not Hank is their quarterback next year, you know, that remains to be seen. But no matter who is back there, I think you have to have a real conversation as a staff of like, what do we want to do well? You know, again, again, credit, obviously the offensive line, they had to, you know, again, rotating cast of characters running back wise. So you know, maybe you really didn't have an opportunity to kind of establish an identity there. But bottom line is there were just so many times where it's like, okay, is this team a run team or does this team want to get Hank going in the quick passing game? Do they want to go tempo? Like there were so many times where I wasn't really sure what this team wanted to do. They would come out in the first half with a really high tempo and then it's like oh, the second half we're just not going to do that anymore and then run wise you know it's, it's third and seven third and eight and like let's hand it off to Tyree Shelton and again credit him he had a, he had a fine season but it's like if we're going to be an air raid offense if we're going to pass the ball and you know we're going to go back to the Louisiana Tech of old like you've got to commit to the passing game you've got to commit to being explosive um, and so I think overall they just have to find an identity and again maybe some of that comes with finding firm playmakers you know top to bottom but um, I think before you get you get new guys in here, you have to figure out what you're going to run. You have to stay committed to it. You know, injury be damned. I think you just have to go through the season, understanding, hey, you know what? We're going to pass 35 times a game. Like Hank, come back next year. We're going to run a true air raid. I know we're losing smoke, but we're going to get Cyrus coming back. We're going to keep these tight ends. We're going to get them more involved. You know, we're going to find. You know, we're going to get the coldest Crawford. You know, uh, healthy for another season. We're going to try and get him involved. I mean, I think you have to really sell that we're going to be the air raid system that we want it to be. And I think if you do that, you know, I think I think this thing can turn around because I think you have some nice pieces there. I just think there were times where it's like, what are we doing with them? I think, I think that really you know, held this group back quite a bit. Good stuff, Matt. We always appreciate you joining us on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uh, I, I know you do a tremendous job not only covering Louisiana Tech, but uh, covering Grambling as well and on the high school front uh, as we get into the middle of the playoffs. Where can our listeners follow your work online at? Yeah, for sure. You can you know follow all of our work at the rest of you know, DavidLeader.com. You know, and I just also want to shout out my coworkers, you know, Caleb Daniel and you know Nancy Bergeron. I mean, they've been, they've been done a great job just covering the you know unfortunate events over yes. at Louisiana Tech over the last couple of weeks, and you know really providing this community and outlet and just the storytelling that it needs. And um, you can follow all our work at RustinLeader.com, and you can follow my you know live tweets and and stories at at Balance and Matt on Twitter. We're gonna have a lot of stuff there, like you mentioned, with Rustin the playoffs and and Tech basketball getting going here. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks, guys. Matt Bellinson, Rustin Daily Leader, joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Let's go ahead there next time. We come back. I want to touch on a few things that Matt talked about, you know, identity uh, in terms of the offense. You talked right. about uh, pass rusher defensively. Right. Uh, we'll break that down coming up next. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Your weather forecast will see cooler temperatures today coming up tonight. Look for a low of around 39 degrees with partly cloudy conditions. Tomorrow it will warm up just slightly, mostly sunny conditions with a high of 57 and a low of 35. And so we'll see those evening temperatures get a little cooler tomorrow. And then for Thursday, look for a high of 58 and a low of 40. Your weekend is looking pretty decent. Look for highs of around the low 60s with temperatures on Friday night as you get ready to go out to playoff action for high school football in the mid to upper 30s. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. 
Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough, Pumpkin Pie, Oreo Hot Cocoa, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Pie, and the Choco Dip Strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. We're happy it tastes good. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC Beckett, Shot Tamer Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank Matt Bellinson, Rustin Daily Leader, for joining us in the previous segment. We're going to talk some Dunkin' Dogs, Lady Texter basketball coming up at 7 p.m. Uh, Donald in Monroe chimes in and says there's enough time tonight to touch on baseball signees. Uh, Donald, we might touch on them briefly, but uh, till I see we got order. we got a lot we got a lot of time for that. Yeah, not I mean coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, ah, yeah. Football season's over, so um, the unnamed texture says new DC and secondary coaches will do a lot for the dogs. A lot of homerism involved with coaches bringing in their transfers who did play well. However, there was depth that could have kept us in more games. Mm. Uh, that's a fair point. Hopefully we actually get a few blitzes called, which we couldn't afford last year or the play caller to do it. You know, when you talk about defensive football, and, and Matt talked about, uh, you know, having an elite pass rusher. And, and I think, you know, for as long as uh, we cover Louisiana Tech for Bleed Tech Blue, which we're not going anywhere anytime soon, I can promise you that. Mm. Um, you know, we, we are your you want Louisiana Tech athletics coverage? We got it. We the spot, my uh, man. Yeah, of course, tapes. But you, you talk about an elite pass rush. We're always going to talk Jalen Ferguson, like all time sacks leader in FBS history. He was sack elite. daddy, sack, sack daddy. daddy. He was elite. But also, I've always been the guy on defense where I and, and listen. We talked about Bob Diaco earlier. Bob Diaco was the type where. He was going to rush three guys, he was going to drop eight, and he was going to let you drive down the field. That's what he was going to do. He was going to say, you know what, you're not good enough as a college quarterback to complete 75% of your throws and consistently move the chains. And at the end of the day, in 2019, he turned out to be correct. Like, it felt like every time a team got into the red zone, it was like, boop, dead. Like, you never scored. You only got a field goal, at best. And so, like, that recipe worked great. But, at the same time, I'll be honest with you, I got tired of watching 15 and 16 play drives that took six minutes and resulted in an opponent's field goal. 
Like, I, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. I've always been the point of, if you're going to be bad on defense, then just house blitz. Like, give me cover zero. Like, and I think, too, when we saw Scott Power coming in from SFA, like, that's what he showed a lot on film. It was like, cover zero, cover one, and it was like, we're coming downhill and we're coming to get you. And I don't know if some of that changed as far as, like, philosophy or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not smart enough football-wise to understand why that changed. But, but my point being is, if you're going to be bad on defense, like that 2012 Sonny Dykes team, like, they played two-end touch out there. Yeah. They didn't have a lot of great talent, but they just got picked apart. Picked apart. But it, it wasn't like 15, 16 play drives, like four plays, 75 yards in 48 seconds, and they uh, touched down. Yeah. Like, they were slow in the defensive backfield. I just want to be a defense where if you're bad, you're bad. Where's the, where in conference you would say, like, a lot. like, you talked about Zion Webb, like, not being able to hit the broad side of a barn. Like, yeah, go ha- get him. House blitz the run every time. And make these ter- – we, pl- we have a terrible schedule. And I'm not even like it, – it just is what it is. Uh, it's, it's an honest assessment. And a, a lot of quarterbacks we saw this year, pretty terrible. Hank was top of the league in quarterback. Yeah, outside of the guy at Liberty and Pavia and maybe Austin Reed, Hank's right there. So make them beat you. Make them make a throw in the general vicinity. Uh, well, we saw it at Utah. We had they one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Like, let in them the make league, a play. in the country. Let them make a play. Yeah. I would, all right, now offensively. Matt mentioned about having identity. And I want to go all the way back to week three. Uh, I guess it was week two because we played week zero. Right. Northwestern State. You run for 300-something yards. You score 51 points. You win by 30. You force Northwestern to shut their program down four weeks later. Great. Okay, not really. But we came in on the postgame show. Bachmeyer finished 9 of 18, a little over 100 yards. Didn't have a touchdown or might have had one. Had an interception. And everybody's hunky-dory. And we're all happy. So we ran 300 yards. And don't get me wrong. like I don't have a problem with running for 300 yards. But I think you and I, from an offensive identity perspective, we are of the opinion that at Louisiana Tech, and really speaking for really the entirety of the G5, outside of like maybe like 10 schools, so like 90% of the schools, 85-90%, to, to score at a high level, you have to chunk it around the yard. Like, and Matt said 35 times, I would say 45. Because we saw it at different points during different games this year, Beck. They can't hold Smoke Harris. They can't hold Cyrus Allen. They can't win 50-50 spots with Kyle Maxwell. You know what I'm saying? And so, when you give those playmakers on the outside, when it's a hank throw plus a catch, one plus one equals two, Mm. to be successful, versus if you run the ball, you have to have five offensive linemen execute a block nearly perfectly, your receivers also have to block nearly. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a whole lot more has to go right to run the ball successfully, consistently, than. And I've said it numerous times. Sonny Cumbie's incredible when it comes to scheming. Like, if he wants Smoke Harris to come get open, 
He can go scheme it up and smoke air is going to be open. Like, he's that, that good. I think that's what's, what was frustrating for us is it wasn't like we were going to smoke or we were going to Cyrus and it wasn't working, and so we changed. It was like it was working, and then we just quit doing it. Yeah. And, and so, Come out of the half and, nope, we ain't doing that anymore. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, you know what? Cyrus Allen is better than number three on the other team. And guess what? I'm throwing it to Cyrus Allen. And guess what? You're not going to stop it. Because, and maybe maybe I'm naive, but I don't think that there are defensive backs in Conference USA that are consistently good enough. Now, if they want to sit back there and they want to play their little cover two or cover three or quarters defense and make you beat them underneath, beat them underneath. I can promise you you put the ball in Smoke Harris's hands, they're going to have trouble tackling him. Like, you could have a guy driving around on a golf cart out there and he couldn't tackle Smoke Harris a lot of times. Is that elusive? I just think, and this is taking Sonny Cumbie out of it, take Skip Holtz, take Sonny Dykes, take Derek Dooley, take Jack Bignell, take Gary Croton. It goes back 25 years. When Tech's been at his best offensively, pew, 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 throwing the football. Yeah, I think that was what was frustrating after the Northwestern game is, is we knew we'd heard the air raid. That's what we expected. Uh, that game was the opposite of the air raid. We didn't have we're depth. Mad about it? No, but we just like... we don't have the depth at running back. We just know full well we're not doing that the rest of the season. And so, yeah, a win is a win. You should win that game 102 times out of 100. It's Northwestern, but you're going to. It's like, man, why? How can we not? If this is supposed to be our identity and our bread and butter, why are we not efficient doing it against the the worst team we're going to play all year? Yeah. And and as a coach, I think he's even made a comment about. How like people get mad about how you win? It's like yeah, we're ticket buying people. Well, I think we donate too, money to the program. You come in here and say where it's going to be an air raid, and it's not. Well, I think too. I don't know if they're necessarily quote unquote mad, but I think they're willing to analyze it. Like they're they're willing to say like, you know, you're not mad that you beat Northwestern by thirty, but it's also like you know how many times? And this sounds so negative. I'm not mean it to be, but like. You have five 50-yard runs. Like, I knew you could run for a 50-yard gain against Northwestern. I want to see you get better at the other things that you struggled with the previous week. And I don't think it's wrong to come in here and analyze that. Like, if you sit here and, like I said, like, and I've said this multiple times, like, if you're going to lose football games, I would rather come in here and say, you know what, we threw it 58 times tonight. Hank was 42 out of 58. And we scored 37 points versus you ran it for 2.7 yards of carry and you struggled to run it in the red zone. Right. Because I think you're so good at the skill spots at receiver that I don't think that if you did do that, you would be stopped. No, and it's a lot more about what we didn't see than what we did see yeah. in that Northwestern game. And, and, I, and I, going forward, I was like, man, I'm concerned. Yeah, we like, said that. Going forward, I just... Well, and too, I think some of the offensive stuff could be... You know, Hank Bachmeyer is getting acclimated to a new system, and I think the last four games of the year, you saw Hank Bachmeyer really settled in as far as what was expected of him from a read perspective, and we saw Maxwell make big plays down the field. We saw Cyrus have 170 yards against Sam Houston. Like, it was explosive. Now, as you go from year two to year three, be that explosive offense. Light up the scoreboard. You know, whether that, like like Matt said, whether Hank's back or not, 
Find that trigger man at quarterback. If you want to have a quarterback that can run around a little bit and have some more, you know, have a little bit more elusiveness, go find that guy. Like I, I think you have an opportunity to be good offensively, but I also don't think at Louisiana Tech you're ever going to consistently run because, I mean, it's in this era of the portal, you got to be dynamite, absolutely dynamite, at developing high school offensive linemen. Because if you can walk and chew gum in that transfer portal, Florida State's offering you, Alabama's offering you, and guess what? They're not offering you to be the starter. They that's want right. the third stringer. Mm-hmm. Like That's who they want on their roster, the third string portal guy that's made 32 starts. Miles Frazier from FIU was so-so at FIU and gets an LSU offer. Now, he's been okay since he got there, but that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea as far as what the Power Fives, they're looking for guys that can walk and chew gum, and so I think offensive line in the G5 is the hardest position to recruit. Yeah, because if you've got a pulse, you're going somewhere else, because they need depth. Yeah. Everybody needs depth. And listen, you've seen in the NFL, offensive lines are awful. You know? Look at the New York Giants. Like, they can't barely protect Tommy DeVito. Tommy D. Tommy D. All right, let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. We're talking Dunkin' Dogs, Lady Texter Hoops. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. It's bow time. Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. Storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. The 2016. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. 
Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Lead Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck, and John Tabor. Sports Talk 97.7. Golly. I've been bumping my gums a lot tonight. You sure have. I'll be hoarse by the time I get home. Uh, Cookie Johnson says one word for this season. Depressing. Very depressing. Cookie, I think that was three words. But it's all right. You know what else was depressing, Cookie? That was Kansas City Chiefs last night. No. Um, let's start with women's basketball. Brooke Store took her squad on the road for the first time in the 2023-2024 season at Texas, 11th-ranked Texas. We knew it would be a tall task going to the Moody Center. Uh, the Lady Longhorns, I don't know if that's what they go by, knock off the Lady Texters, 96-44. On Sunday afternoon, uh, if you're looking for some positives for Louisiana Tech, uh, Salma Bates, 13 points, uh, 4 of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from downtown. Annalar Robertson had 7 points, 2 rebounds. Um, for Texas, Taylor Jones was a force inside with 25 points, 8 rebounds, 5 blocks. Amina Muhammad had 12 points, 2 rebounds. Um, point guard Rory Harmon had 8.7 rebounds, 11 assists. So, all in all, a, a tough matchup for Brooke and her squad uh, as they took their team on the road for the first time uh, against Texas. Like I said, that's a 96-44 loss. Uh, looking ahead to this week, a little vibrant. I assume vibrant is the sponsor. Thanksgiving Classic at Drake. You ever heard of Drake? No. He's a rapper. He's a rapper. No, he's, it's a school. It's a school. Uh, they'll play at Drake on Friday at 2 p.m. They'll h- play Maine at 11.30 on Saturday. They'll play Richmond at 11.30 on Sunday. Rich what? Richmond. <laughs> 11.30 a.m. on Sunday. The, all three of those games from Des Moines, Iowa, will be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, next time they'll be at home will be November the 29th against ULM. Uh, by the way, Sean Fox calling the Lady Warhawks game tonight against Louisiana C- Christian. Missy Builderback, is that right, Taves? Uh, as the Lady Warhawks off to a nice start here in 2023-2024 in her first season. So that, that should be a, uh, a fun matchup next Wednesday night. So that's eight days from now when the Lady Texters return home. Uh, as far as the Dunkin' Dogs go, Go back to last week. Um, we have Dunkin' Dogs on the road at ULM. That was a 73-63 win inside Fant Ewing Coliseum. Uh, points were hard to come by in the early going. Both teams really struggled to shoot the basketball in the first half. Tech shot 60, or excuse me, 36%. ULM shot 21%. So, uh, that that was really good. Let, let's jump to the hotline before we get into Dunkin' Dogs basketball a little bit further. We got Quint. Quint, what you got for us, pal? Hey guys, how are y'all doing? We're doing well. Um, kind of the overriding factor. We mentioned this before, but the overriding factor on this whole athletic program at Tech is that if we don't get a student fee and a collective, we're going to be repeat and repeating this same story until me and you are in the nursing home bin. I mean, it I'm a long way from a nursing home, Quint. I, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be that long. You could have, you could have Vince Lombardi out there coaching, 
and you'd, be, you'd struggle to make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. 100%. I mean, you just don't have the guys. And, I mean, just look at who you lost to at Jacksonville State. You lost to guys that left a FBS school to go to a school that was transitioning to FBS. Now, I'm no genius, but I have to think that there was a little more than Richrod's great coaching ability that enticed those kids to go there. uh, So you're saying you you think NIL plays a big role in Jacksonville State's success? I think, yeah, I think it plays a huge role. I think they have student fees that generate Fair. money that they can spend on athletics like they should, like every university in the state should. To me, and I mean, I'm crippling tech, and our, some of our local schools say this, you shouldn't be allowed to be FBS if you don't charge a student fee. That's a good point. I would agree with that. And I have heard, I've talked to some tech students, and they don't have any interest in it. I mean, people like me and you are more interested in the athletic program than any of the students are. I talked to a I mean, fan. I, I talked to a fan at the Sam Houston State game that said he met five seniors who had, that had never been to Joe A. Stadium. Oh, I totally, I can totally see that. I mean, and I'll admit, I was a, I was a, I was a student that drove back and forth because I had work yeah. and stuff. But I still managed to go to at least several games a year. And when it went to you know basketball, I mean, I was there for several of those games. And like that, you have kids that don't show any interest at all of being there. Uh, I don't know what's happened to the college experience in the twenty something years since I've been there. Yeah, but, good good stuff, Quinn. Appreciate the call, buddy. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Uh, it makes make some good points, but you know, it's like you said, Pete and repeat. We we talked about the student fee. I bash the fans. Fans haven't come after me. Others have. Just because it is. When you bash the fans that don't come, they also don't listen to our show. <laughs> well, true. Yeah, you can see that in the podcast numbers. <laughs> uh, so Tech goes on the road, 73-63 win at ULM. Uh, you know, first things first, ULM out-rebounds you 42-38. I thought Keith Richard's bunch was pretty good on the glass, but uh, that's something that you obviously want to get cleaned up. Isaiah Crawford goes for 24 points, 9 rebounds. 7 of 12 shooting from the field. Daniel Bacho got eligible uh, last Tuesday. I guess that was before we went on the air. He plays in his first game. Scores 12 points, 4 rebounds uh, in 25 minutes of action. Sean Newman, Mr. Consistency, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. So uh, just a really good road win is what it boils down to, especially early in the year uh, with 9 new faces you're trying to get acclimated to your roster. So a uh, good win for Talvin Hester and his squad in that one. Let's go ahead, go right back to the hotline. This is Beck's favorite guy. We got James. James, James. what you got for us? Good evening, guys. How are you? I'm good. I, I had meatloaf. I cooked meatloaf today. I had it again tonight. There's a lot of ways you can have meatloaf. And I don't think I'm having it for lunch tomorrow. Uh, let's talk a little football. I'm a little suspicious of head coaches who played quarterback in high school and college. That's interesting. Because because they hire they hire these offensive coordinators and according to the uh, roster, Columbia has two two offensive coordinators, but I, I think they're just spotters. Uh, because I, he's calling the plays. And who's better at calling the plays than him? Because he was an offensive coordinator and he was a QB. I think I've seen this more than twice. 
with these kind of coaches. I'm not saying I get that to him, but it, it sure appears that way. It's a good uh, point. It's a good point. And I'm gonna refer uh, talk about the the best, the greatest football coach in college football that everybody hates. That's Nick Saban. I remember well when he won the national championship at LSU. He was in a press conference. It wasn't a post-game press conference. It was a couple of days later. And, you know, the press were asking all these questions about, well, Coach Saban, you know, how did he do it? And what I'm saying, what is the key to success, Coach? And you expect these answers about the schemes and stuff like that. And he didn't say much. He paused. He said, well, we were better organized. Hmm. That was it. He said, we're better organized. And I've watched Saban over the years. I've watched these, these videos, stuff about him. Saban, the great coaches are also great instructors and teachers of the game. And we are all caught up in this NIL and this the draft, the portal and all this stuff. If you've got a coach who's a great instructor and teacher of the game who, who will also hire coaches who are learning to be just like that. And if you're organized, I think you'll be successful. But if you're not organized, and you're not a great instructor. You might have no idea. You, you've been there and watched his practices. Uh, I don't know if he's a great I wouldn't know. I couldn't tell you if I was at the practice if he was a great instructor. I don't know that much about football. Same here. And uh, so the key to success, I, I learned – Back in the 80s, when we were all sitting over there on the east side, when we were watching Carl Torbush <laughs> and the Larry Bechtels of the, the Larry Be- God bless Carl Torbush. He actually passed away. He did recently. Not too long ago. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, not talking bad, man. But we, you know, th- th- both those guys were one and done, and they were three and eight when we only played 11 games in those days. But even, there were some slack years there in the 80s, first couple of years of Joe Raymond Pace, and, you know, we've had some down times. When I was much younger, we used to stand up over there and just yell and holler. And there was a guy that go to these games with me. He was about six foot six, big old guy. Loved football. He never played it, but he loved it. And he finally told me one day, he said, why don't you just shut up and sit down? <laughs> I said, well, you know, he said, the key to, he, he said, you know what the key to success in football is? I said, what? It's very simple. The defense makes a big play. They come in, that fires up the offense, and they come in and score a touchdown. And I've seen that run every time it works. So the defense <laughs> makes big plays, fires up the offense, and they come in and they score a touchdown. I'm going to watch the portal. I've never watched that that much, but I'm going to watch it really close and just count, count the ins and the outs. I think that's going to tell us everything about what we're going to be next year. I think you're right. Fair so, enough, James. Uh, thank you all. Y'all have a uh, y'all have a, had a great season listening to y'all. We're going to continue to listen to you and hope we're going to make it up there uh, tomorrow night. We'll be sitting up there in the high seat with Will Wade. Or, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bob Miller. I think the name is going to go by. Bob, Bob Miller. And uh, hopefully we'll watch some good Bulldog basketball. You never, you 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 never, told, us, you never told us how the how the tailgate thing went down. Well, the tailgate thing, uh, you know, we, we were there all six games. 
and we're kind of an older group. And we went up there, up there in August, and that just 106 degrees. And my wife, as I was leaving the house, she says, you're going to die. She was literally crying. She couldn't go. She'd been kind of under the weather. She said, you're so stupid. All you go, you're going to die up there. <laughs> well, honey, there's worse places to die. That's right. But anyway, so we, you know, I mean, there weren't that many people tailgating. And some of our good friends and other tailgate groups that win this tailgater the game and all this stuff. So I said, I'm going to email these guys the last week, make sure we win it. I don't, I don't mind cheating a little bit, but we've been there. I forgot to do it. So we, we show up the last game. We, we show up the last game, and there's, this, there's been nothing but blank space on either side of our tailgate. Well, there was this group there, nice guys. They were right, they were butted up right against our trailer. I don't know who they were, but they had a good tailgate going. I said, where have they been all season? And we talked to them. It was kind of nice. And I told them, I said, well, you mind me putting my generator where your uh, fire pit is there? But then I moved it. I talked to some of the tech people up at the pavilion. I said, hey, hope we win tell game of the game. And I said it somewhat jokingly. And I was told, oh, we're not even doing that. This, that was just in October. That didn't make a bit of sense to me. I said, okay, whatever. <laughs> we get into the game. We get into the game. And there they announced the game of the game. And it was that group that was right behind <laughs> You can't they make it up. <laughs> no, they showed up for one game, and they said that's all. We only, we only show up for one game a year. They showed up for one game, and they win the dang sausage. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not bitter about it yet, but uh, <laughs> you know, like, we'll Justice for James. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna fight for you. Please do. We appreciate Thanks. it, James. Thanks, guys. Thank appreciate it, James. Have a good Thanksgiving. You too. Bye. Oh man, James is our best call of the week. Every week. It's, That's I mean, too good. We we know who won that tailgate. I think it was Joey and the boys. Was <laughs> it Joey? No, Joey's out there every week. He's yes, out there every week. All right, never mind then. I mean. J- you got to be frustrated. You pour your heart and soul out. You you yep. you risk your life, according to James's wife. <laughs> the truth. And then you don't win. I know. Final statement of the show. We we'll back right after this. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like snickerdoodle cookie dough, pumpkin pie, Oreo hot cocoa, caramel fudge cheesecake, Reese's peanut butter cup pie, and the choco dipped strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. We're happy it tastes good. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. 
Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout, 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show. We're going to wrap it up here in just a couple minutes. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. All right, Dunkin' Dogs, 67-53 over Southern Utah today. Isaiah Crawford leads the way with 18 points. Six of six shooting from the field. Daniel Baccio has 10 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks, a team best, plus 18. He's an enforcer. I uh, was looking at some of the Southern Utah State. Quick, quick, quick predictions. For tomorrow? Yeah. All right, we will. Just a sec. U- Southern Utah was only 9 of 22 at the rim today. That tells you all you need to know uh, about Daniel Baccio's presence in the paint to hold a team under 50% at the rim. All right, real quick. Dunkin' Dogs host McNeese tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. They'll be back home Saturday afternoon against Dillard. Uh, I think we all expect Tech to knock off Dillard's, I mean Dillard on Saturday afternoon. As far as tomorrow, Will Wade, he's still suspended. Uh, so what see, what James tra- call him, Billy Miller? No. B- Bob Miller. Bob Miller, maybe? Yeah, that's probably what he'll be sitting up that. at the top of the tag. Does he, does he travel to these games? I don't know. I, I would assume... I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't look at the details of the suspension. He might can travel, but then he can't be in the arena. I have no idea. For all we know, he's going to be sitting up top of the mustache and up. Stan Johnson. Yeah. All right. Manise is 5-1. Carter and Stallions, one. maybe. Yeah. Carter Stallions Connor. or Connor? Connor. Well, it might be his brother, Carter. Hmm. Hmm. Well, alter ego. Okay. I got you. All right. 5-1. They beat VCU, who's good. They beat Texas State, who's bad. And they beat three non-D1s. This will be a good challenge for Louisiana Tech. All right, Tapes, make a pick. Mm, 75-71 dogs. That's a little high-scoring affair. All right, go ahead, Beck. 63-62 dogs. Ooh. Crawford buzzer beater. For Shep's first home game, he'll like it. Oh, Shep in the Shep's building. Going. Like Shep's going to be there tomorrow afternoon. Uh, for me, I'll take Louisiana Tech 71, McNeese 62. Dogs kind of pull away with some free throws oh, late. Oh, okay. Free throws and some stops. Some stops and throws. Yeah, take the cover. All right, appreciate you listening. Matt Bellinson, Rustin Daily Leader, you were tremendous. Appreciate all our callers. Quint, you were awesome. James, you're a legend. For John Tabor, for Beck Haynes, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you.